you know, the most loud voice in my head, the loudest story in my head was, who are you without your job? Who are you without your job title? Who are you without that company affiliation? And on the other side of it, on the other side of fear, now that I have retired from corporate, I realized that, you know, all these stories that we're telling us, it is really just keeping us playing small. It keeps us, you know, just playing small and not leveling up, not going to that next level because it is comfortable to uh, not go to that next level. It is comfortable to just stay where you're at right now. It is comfortable to never go skydive and never quit your job and, you know, never do all these things that scare you. Of course, it's comfortable. That's why people keep doing it. Welcome to the Early Retirement Advantage Podcast, where you will get weekly doses of inspiration to pursue financial freedom while caring for your mental health. After being diagnosed with several mental illnesses during the pandemic and getting fired soon after that, I decided to turn that into an opportunity to pursue FIRE, financial independent and retire early. If you're ready to kickstart your financial freedom journey while taking care of your mental health, you've come to the right place. You will learn the mindset and strategies to retire early from anything that no longer serves you. Today, I really want to talk to you guys about stepping outside of your comfort zone. And this is something that I really been doing for the past two years, especially in, you know, a couple, I want to say very specific instances. And one of which is I have a huge fear of height. First of all, that, you know, as a background, I have a huge fear of height, but I decided to go to Hawaii and try out skydiving. Yes. I tried out skydiving and to my surprise, Throughout the entire experience, I wasn't so afraid per se. And to my surprise, after I did skydiving, after I jumped out of a plane, I really realized that a lot of the times the biggest fear is in our head. We are so afraid of the unknown that we make it seem like 10 times worse than what it's really like. And from my experience of jumping out of the plane, I realized that, you know, the scariest thing about jumping out of the plane is not the act of jumping out of it itself. It is what stories you've been telling your head. Same thing for my early retirement story. Before I retired from corporate, before I achieved, you know, early retirement and work optional, I always had this giant fear inside of my head. And I just remember telling myself that, you can't live without a job. And it's not even about the money. It's also about, you know, the sense of identity. It's also about your comfort zone. It's also about, you know, the friends that you meet at work. And if you don't have a job, then who are you going to hang out with? Who are you going to talk to? How are you going to have a social life? And, you know, I just had all these stories in my head. And, you know, the most loud voice in my head, the loudest story in my head was, who are you? without your job? Who are you without your job title? Who are you without that company affiliation? And on the other side of it, on the other side of fear, now that I have retired from corporate, I realized that, you know, all these stories that we're telling us, it is really just keeping us playing small. It keeps us, you know, just playing small and not leveling up, not going to that next level because it is comfortable to uh, not go to that next level. It is comfortable to just stay where you're at right now. It is comfortable to never go skydive and never quit your job and, you know, never do all these things that scare you. Of course, it's comfortable. That's why people keep doing it. But the thing is, I have just honestly never heard of anyone say, I totally regret making that bold choice in my life. I only hear people say, I regret not making that decision. No one really says they regret making a certain decision. They just regret what 
choices they haven't made. And on people's deathbed, I just remember, you know, reading this post about um, people on their deathbed and they're, <laughs> I know it's very morbid, but people are literally like talking about the regrets in life. Like, what do they regret? And like almost everyone is like, I wish I did more of this. I wish I did more of that. And I wish I cared less about other people's opinion. I wish I just listened to my heart. I wish I just, you know, spent more time with my loved ones. I wish I worked less. Like no one on their deathbed would be like, oh, I wish I worked more. I wish I pulled in more overtime. That's just not a thing. And so it took me a long time to realize that, you know, what, what it means to step out of your comfort zone and what is on the other side of fear. And a lot of times we make up these stories in our head and we think that, oh, on the other side of fear is death. You know, I have a mentor who she kind of does something similar. She teaches life coaches hard to market. And she says that in order for her to get started with live streaming, um, to do Facebook lives, she would literally have the story in her head to say that, oh, what if I die from this, which is, you know, not true. Like you're not going to die from a Facebook live, but she literally had this fear in her head telling her that, oh, if she were to do live streams, she might die. And I also feel like, you know, this is the type of story that we kept telling ourselves. We keep exaggerating what's on the other side of fear. And we keep thinking that, oh, if we're courageous enough, if we're bold enough to take this next step, if we do this thing that has this unknown consequence, we might die. But, you know, you really want to stop and think about, is that really true, right? Is it really true that you're going to die? Or is this just a story that is told by your ego trying to keep you safe? And we're not trying to villainize anyone here. We're not even trying to villainize your ego. I know a lot of people in the spiritual world, they like to villainize ego, the ego and say that, oh, the ego's all bad. You should just, you know, stop believing in what the ego says and kind of think of the ego as your enemy, you know, separate yourself from your ego. But in my opinion, it's not necessary for you to separate yourself from your ego. And what is more helpful is actually think of your ego as your dear friend, as someone who just wants to protect you, because that's what your ego is. Like, it's something that wants to protect you. But just like how your parents, they always want, you know, the best for you, but sometimes the decisions that they make might not align with yours, just like that. Same thing with your ego, like your ego wants the best for you, but sometimes the decisions that your ego makes, the judgments that your ego makes might not necessarily align with yours. And so you you have to be able to learn how to cope with that, how to um, soothe your nervous system and how to really live with that, um, I guess, incoherence, because it's not always going to be, you know, perfectly in alignment. Sometimes your ego is going to freak out and you have to step outside of that and be like, okay, I, I see that my ego um, is flipping out. <laughs> my ego is getting freaked out, but I know that this is something that will not kill me. This is something that I can deal with, right? Like when I was trying to jump out of the plane, I still had the opportunity to, to say, forget it. I just want to, you know, land with the plane and not try to jump outside of the plane. I still had that choice right there, right? When I was on the plane and I can either say, you know what, forget it. I don't want to jump anymore. Or I can tell myself that it is okay. Like I am in a safe space. And I do believe in my ability to continue on on this, you know, journey and continue on this challenge. And so this is, you know, the story that I chose. And as with anything else in life, there's always multiple perspectives. 
a lot of us, we think of life as a very black and um, black and white kind of perspective. And of course, this also has to do with trauma. If you have experience with trauma before, it is very easy for you to think of, you know, just categorizing things. This is either a good person or a bad person. This is either a good thing for me or a bad thing for me. But, you know, a lot of times it's not just, you know, black and white thinking and whether this is good for me or bad for me. It is also it is also your perspective of reality. You can choose your perspective of reality. So um, for example, if someone says a certain phrase to you, you can either perceive it as, oh, this person just wants to bring me down, or you can perceive it as something else. Like maybe this person just wants me to improve, right? Like constructive criticism. And so you can always change your perspective and you can always change the lens you use to see the world. And the world is never this black and white thing. The world is full of gray area. And I know it's very difficult, especially when you have experience with trauma before, because a, the trauma response is like very um, like polarized thinking. It's either good or bad. It's just very extreme thinking. But you have to have that realization and also take ownership of the reality and remind yourself that there is no black and white in this world. It is not just you know either good or bad, you know, good or evil. And a lot of things, they're neutral until we give it a meaning. So this is also one way for you to step outside of your comfort zone and to really lean into the things that freak you out. So outside of jumping outside of a plane, I am also attending a dance class tonight, which is something that is totally different. I've never done this before. And it honestly really freaks me out just, you know, getting into this dance class. But I realized that the only way for me to grow, the only way for me to see what's on the other side of fear is actually lean into fear. Because without leaning into fear, I will never know what's on the other side. And I'll forever live with this curiosity of what if I've done that? What if I have said yes to these opportunities? What if I have challenged myself? And same thing with in-person events. I'm also doing more in-person events this year. Um, I am going to this retreat in Greece, and I'm also going to uh, this, I guess it's like a live event in Vegas. The past me would never do this. The past me would really freak out and be like, oh my gosh, like, am I really doing this? This is so scary. But the current me is like, I want to know what's on the other side of fear. I want to know what is on the other side waiting for me. What, what is on the other side of saying yes. Um, and so going back to stepping outside of your comfort zone and leaning into fear. These are some things that I'm currently doing. And I also encourage you to look into what are some things that you can do to say yes to things that freak you out. And it's not going to be easy, but oftentimes it's going to be pretty surprising to you. We're so used to living within our comfort zone. We're so used to, you know, just the day to day, um, the very expected events, the very expected routine. And sometimes when we step outside of our comfort zone a little bit, and you don't have to do like extreme things like jumping out of the plane. But once you uh, step outside of your comfort zone for a little bit, oftentimes the what's on the other side can really uh, can really surprise you. Share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of this episode, tagging me at cherrytongue.co and sharing it on Instagram where I'm most active. I can't wait to connect with you. In the meantime, go out there and seek your freedom.